Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Berean Post podcast. We have been going through the book of Colossians and we are now in Colossians chapter 2 and we are going to review verses 1 through 10. Again, it's a complete pericope, uh, but uh, this is part 2 of uh, this particular commentary uh, commentary on this uh, chapter. So we're just going to jump in. I'm going to read the verses 1 to 10 again, for just to remind us. Uh, Paul says, For I want you to know what great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. And as for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all the riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now, this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words, for though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am present with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ, as you therefore have received of Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men according to the basic principles of the world and not according to christ for in him dwells all the fullness of the godhead bodily and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Paul's prayer here in Colossians 2 extends beyond the known believers to the new additions to the Colossian church who may not have met him. His earnest desire is for these new believers to come to a complete knowledge of the gospel. And to achieve this, Paul focuses on the importance of being rooted and grounded in love. By doing this, Believers will experience the fullness of the gospel, resulting in a complete understanding of the person and the work of Jesus Christ. While signs and wonders performed by Jesus and the apostles in the New Testament are undoubtedly powerful and significant, it's important to note that they're not the only or even the primary evidence of a mature or spiritually healthy church. Jesus warned against seeking after signs and wonders as the direct evidence of faith or spiritual maturity. In addition, in Matthew 12, the um, 
and religious leaders of Jesus' time demanded a sign from him, but Jesus responded, a wicked and adulterous generation asked for a sign, but none will be given it except for the sign of the prophet Jonah. Similarly, in John 4, Jesus rebuked those who sought after signs and wonders, saying, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. Instead of solely focusing on signs and wonders, the New Testament emphasizes the importance of love, unity, and spiritual fruit as the evidence of a mature and healthy church. For instance, in Galatians 5, Paul lists the fruits of the Spirit as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In John, Jesus said, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So while signs and wonders can undoubtedly be a part of the life of a spiritually healthy church, they should never be the sole or primary evidence of faith or maturity. Love, unity, and spiritual fruit are the actual markers of a mature and healthy church. If you can find a church where love is consistently demonstrated as defined by 1 Corinthians 13, say where the people are kind, patient, not envious, boastful, proud, rude, They're not self-seeking, easily angered. They don't keep records of wrong. They rejoice in truth. They always protect, trust, hope, persevere. Well, then you found a church where Christ dwells among his people because it's it's a community that lives out the selfless, sacrificial love exemplified by Jesus that the presence and power of God are the most fully realized. As we examine the New Testament, it becomes clear that while signs and wonders may be evidence of God's activity among us, they should not be our primary concern. Instead, the evidence that God is truly among us and present in us is demonstrated by our unity, which is bound with God's love. And this is why Paul's prayer for the new believers is that their hearts would be knitted together in love, indicating that love and unity are essential for spiritual growth and maturity. In all the New Testament writings, we are encouraged to prioritize love, unity, and spiritual fruit in our lives, and the church community by intentionally seeking to develop and cultivate these qualities. And this can involve taking practical steps such as regularly engaging in acts of service and kindness, or intentionally seeking to forgive and reconcile with others, and prioritizing prayer and reflection in our lives. Additionally, we can work to cultivate love and unity in our church community by fostering an environment of openness, honesty, and vulnerability, where individuals feel free and safe to share their struggles and receive the the, the support and the encouragement from the others. We can also prioritize intentionally building relationships with those who may differ from us, recognizing that our diversity can be a strength and means for growth and learning. Ultimately, as we seek to live out Paul's prayer for new believers, uh, for instance, for our hearts to be knitted together in love, we can trust that God's love will empower us to experience the gospel's fullness and grow in spiritual maturity and in fruitfulness. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, 
posts and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home. Thank you.